Anthony Broom is with the Wolverine.com. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. Let's get his thoughts on the end of the season. They could take an NIT bid. That will be interesting. They're kind of evasive in the postgame presser. Uh, Anthony, so it's halftime, uh, and we'll run this parallel. Halftime, 28-25. I'm thinking, all right, this could be a dogfight game. It's going to be a final minute minute and a half final two minute game where you know you're going to win at 57 54 something like that and Michigan has a three point lead at halftime and then they drop 20 minutes of god awful basketball it's one of the worst halves of basketball I've ever seen and you know I was I was talking to Chris Ballas about this when we were walking out of the venue and that you know, this Michigan basketball season had started to it hasn't started it had long taken this shape but of uh, reminding me of like a Detroit Lions team, where like you get you get used to the losses piling up, but they continue to lose and perform in ways that like almost ruin the rest of the day for you in terms of like watching even watching more games. So um, another game where you snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. I thought their uh, their effort in those gotta have them situations, especially that free throw uh, that wasn't boxed out by Jet mm. Howard not even a miscommunication like it's just a flat-out lack of effort lack of fundamentals lack of lack of coaching these are things these types of mistakes are things we've seen from him all season long and uh, just the team in general i mean outside of hunter dickinson there just wasn't a ton of ton of want to there um, from my perspective and i think maybe if they had hit a few more shots early maybe you extend your lead to double digits and you find find your way but you know that's a rutgers team and a rutgers program that doesn't stop coming at you and um, Michigan doesn't perform very well when teams keep coming at them like that. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways it was a microcosm of the season, but um, in almost a new way it feels like a low point or an inflection point because I have no idea where this is going next. I mean, NIT, whatever, if it happens. Uh, but I just – to think that you could lose a guy, you know, you could lose two potential draft picks um, – you know, you're not really bringing in the requisite talent to replace those type of guys. I just don't know. I don't know what the path forward is. Maybe we need to sit on it, stew on it a little bit more. But um, I have no issues calling a spade a spade. That was a gutless, pathetic effort in the second half. They should be ashamed of themselves. And Hunter Dickinson, though, out of all the piling on, and, it, and it's earned and legit, but Hunter Dickinson was fantastic, especially in the first half. And, you know, I'm watching that game, and I see them get Rutgers into foul trouble early in the second half, like 12 or 13 minutes to go. And I'm like, keep driving to the bucket and get to the foul line. That's what you need to do. But instead, I see 10 steals by Rutgers. I see 13 turnovers by Michigan, including seven alone by Bufkin. So anybody thinking... On who's ready for the NBA. If you're going to tell me Jed Howard or Bufkin, if they're ready for the NBA, I don't see it. I think Dickinson, because of his size, uh, could get drafted. Uh, I I think he could be one of those guys, like Ballas said last hour, that ends up in the transfer uh, portal, especially looking at what lies ahead uh, for next year. But, my Lord, that was just a combination of everything. Uh, You're going that long without scoring. What, it's almost 19 minutes or something, Anthony? And your coaching staff can't find the right time out? You can't design a play uh, to break the ice? You can't do any of that? And that's just, it was a Big Ten tournament game. This wasn't Central Michigan non-conference back in December. Yeah, which they lost that game too. So, 
Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Anthony. Um, yeah, it's. I think that's that's what bothers me. It's it's a lack of detail, a lack of it. You know, a lack of effort. Um, you see teams like Rutgers diving on the ground for a loose ball, and you just see. Um, like you said, that free throw play, the, the Jet Howard. I mean, it was a Jet Howard mistake. I mean, that's they teach you to box out on free throws in elementary. School. I mean, I think I learned that um, while I was wearing a two X basketball jersey that was looked like a dress on. So it's 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 I don't know if it's better. I mean, when you get to the NBA, you know, so much of like they don't have to coach you to do that those types of things because something you learn and something you practice at each level of the sport and. This team, I wrote. I wrote it back in January. People got mad, but nothing's really changed. They're fundamentally flawed. Um, no, I won't hear the youth excuse because you're still, I think, a top fifteen talent-wise team in the country when you put, you know, the composite of all the talent together. It's uh, they're fundamentally flawed. They are. There's something intangibly wrong with them. I don't know that I can put a finger on it without speculating. Um, but when you have this laundry list of issues that. So it's something different every night out. A lot of things are the same, but a lot of things are different. But it's like whack-a-mole like that. The only way, the only place you look to is the head coach. And, um, you know, last year was frustrating, but at least you were able to scrape scrape some goodwill out of it by getting to the second weekend of the tournament, which when I, I think when you're a program like Michigan, to me, that's that's the expectation. That's, that's the barometer for what what is a successful year or not um, in most years. And, no, they're not even going to get the chance to sniff that. I don't even know at this point if they sniff the second round of, of the NIT. So for me, it's um, you know wholesale changes. I, I'm not going to sit here and say Juwan Howard should be fired, but um, maybe it's not as alarming as like the 2020 season was for the football team. But this is the type of year that necessitates a lot of change, whether it be roster construction, whether it be leadership, whether it be staffers. I mean, they got to look at everything um, because this is, uh, you know, I know the pedigree is, oh, well, coming into this year, they've made five straight sweeps of the Well, also coming into this year, or as we end this year, third time in four years that Michigan is scheduled to play the 8-9 game of the Big Ten tournament. They didn't play it during the COVID season, but, um, you know, gut punchers in that first game of the conference tournament back-to-back years uh uh, it's not good. And I, like I said, I'm having a hard time seeing how they dig out of it right now. But uh, I do think Jawan should be afforded that chance. Uh, but I, I don't know what the path is, but he's making, I think, like $5 million a year. Figure it out. Because I think the season is starting to get a little hotter. in the next one. Anthony Broom uh, for the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line talking about the end of Michigan's run in the Big Ten tournament. I don't know if it's the end of the season, but I, I don't think you want to go to the NIT and play Ohio or Toledo uh, in Ann Arbor and get beat. So we'll see what will happen. And just the fact we're even talking about this, whether or not they're going to go to the NIT, tells you uh, where the program's at right now. The ups and downs. It's coaching. It's players. Now Dickinson, Buffkin, you know, Jed Howard. No way. He's ready for the NBA and what Juwan Howard will do next year because when you are making five million bucks a year, you get paid to contend for Big Ten titles and make the NCAA tournament and the same pressure that Harbaugh has felt prior to the last two seasons will be felt by Howard during this offseason and into next year. And the question is, will he 
stay with it? Will he make a move to the NBA? I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot of work to do with Michigan basketball uh, right now. So what, what do you think the roster will look like from the current roster that finished up today in that loss to Rutgers? How many are back next year for Howard of Michigan basketball? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll start with the starting lineup. I mean, I think I think a guy like Doug McDaniel is someone who sticks around. I think Will Cheddar, while you know, Michigan fans got their wish, started to play more, but just still needs so much more time in the lab and the weight room working on shot. But you know, obviously, he's going to be. I think he's going to wind up being a pretty good three to four year player for this team. Um, not out on him. I still think that Hunter Dickinson is back. We'll see. Kobe Buffkin. Jet Howard, I mean, I think Jet Howard is, uh, somehow he's maintained this lottery pick uh, hype and buzz, and, and we'll see if, uh, certainly what NBA front office see, you know, this is a game that's part of his tape now, so see what they think about those types of efforts, but uh, I don't know about those guys. I mean, I think I would still lean Jet Howard gone. Um, you know, Kobe Buskin's starting to get some buzz in the 20s, so wouldn't be surprised if he left but all of a sudden you know it's you are you banking on Jalen Wellen coming back kind of a guard starting lineup are you dipping into the portal again are you hoping someone like Isaiah Barnes or Yusef Kayad are ready to step into a larger role I I don't know that um you know to hear it now it's impossible for me to predict I mean this time last year Kobe Buffett was completely unplayable like you weren't even throwing him on the floor hardly you know he's had the game and by the end of this year, he's a, he's a draft pick. So development can happen, and guys give it an opportunity to step in a bigger role. But I mean, if you're, I, just, I don't. I, I had a hard time coming into. I, I saw a team coming into this year that I thought had the potential to be at least what last year's team was. I didn't think they slipped from that, but this team slipped from that, and I don't know that. I just I have a really hard time seeing how it improves. You know, if some of those big people uh, leave the program, if they come back and there's you know a rededication to the program and the coach, you know, there's new blood on the coaching staff. I think they have a chance, but um, I haven't seen them learn from any of these experiences here, and I have a hard time thinking that uh, you know kind of are what your record says you are, what your what you put out there, and, and it's hard for me to see how that changes right now. I agree, Anthony. Uh, a lot of disappointment from a team that was preseason number 15. Michigan State wasn't even ranked, and uh, the Spartans are awaiting the winner of Ohio State and Iowa and their Big Ten tourney opener tomorrow in Chicago. Michigan's season is done at least on the Big Ten side with the loss today. 62-50 is the final. Anybody that's going to tell me Buffkin and Jed Howard are ready for the NBA, you're nuts. I even think Dickinson could use another year of college basketball. Anthony, always appreciate the updates on uh, Michigan basketball, and I guess we'll talk next time about Michigan spring football. Sounds great. Appreciate you guys.